All right, welcome back to Book of Boba Fett Club. This is our episode covering episode six of the show. Uh, and hosting today is myself, Sean McCannelly. Aaron Russo, standing by. David Brooklander, standing by. Justin Gray, standing by. All right, so we have all the cameos possible, all the references. Um, and so Aaron's going to take us through the summary of this episode. And then we'll uh, dive deep into the episode and talk about speculation and Predictions for the finale next week. All right. So the, the title was called From the Desert Comes a Stranger, mm-hmm. I believe, which is yep. a really interesting <laughs> title. Um, so the episode starts out with um, Cobb Vanth facing off against a group of pikes who are doing a drug deal mm-hmm. in the Moss Pelgo territories. Um, and he shows his prowess with a gun as a gunslinger, which is obviously foreshadowing the next, the end of the episode. Um, and his integrity, he, he, he tells them to leave behind the box of spice and then he dumps it on the sand. That's worth a lot of money. Um, yeah. And he says, worth more than your town. <laughs> um, so we get that, that um, kind of cold open with Cobb Vanth. And then we switch over to Mando flying the gloriously revamped N1 Naboo Starfighter to the planet, which I forgot the name of. There is a name to that planet. Oh, there is. But it's the planet where Luke and Grogu are. And so we get a a sequence where Mando comes to that planet. He sees these spider robots building the Jedi Temple. And then he is basically asked to wait. By? (laughs) Well, by R2 initially. (laughs) And then he... And then we get a we get a sequence uh, watching Luke train Grogu, um, which was a gloriously uh, upgraded from the previous appearance of mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker. It was a, very well done. Um, so we get a, a lesson in f- levitating frogs, <laughs> um, and then we switch back to Mando, who uh, is awakened to Ahsoka, who is there to greet him, and then Ahsoka and Mando. Um, approach where Luke and Grogu are and Ahsoka basically convinces him that it's better if he doesn't see Grogu, but he does leave the little pouch with what we find out is a piece, a a suit of armor. Um, And then Mando um, goes back to Tatooine. Um, And then we get our extended training sequence with Luke and Grogu, which, um, yeah, lots of good stuff there. Uh, then we get a quick visit back to the Boba Fett storyline. They're all meeting to talk about how they're going to overcome this uh, threat from the Pikes, and they think that they've got some muscle, but they don't have enough numbers. Um, and Mando um, says, I, got, "I think I can find some help." And then he goes to Mos Pelgo, which is now Freetown, to try to convince Cobb Vanth to um, bring his townsfolk in as, as help, which was interesting. I don't know that that would have been my first choice, but there it is. <laughs> um, and Cobb Vanth basically says, I'll talk to my people. I'll get them to see the importance of doing this. Uh, and then we get the entrance of Cad Bane, who basically tells them, stay out of this or else. Um, and then there's a shootout between Cad Bane, Cobb Vanth, and this other second deputy, whatever 
he, he shot the sheriff and the deputy is the big joke now. <laughs> yeah. Um, he kills, he appears to kill the deputy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that I don't, dead. I don't oh, yeah. think cop, they made a point of him getting hit like three times. And they're like, yeah, the people are like, oh, is he okay? Get him a stim pack. And yeah. So I think cop Vanth is still alive, but yeah. still yeah. he loses the, right. This, the, the mm-hmm. shootout. He's distracted um, by the other guy. Took his eyes off the prize for a second. And then uh, for the cliffhanger, we get Luke presenting Grogu with Yoda's lightsaber or the chainmail armor that Mando left him and basically tells him he needs to choose between the way of the Jedi or the way of the Mandalorians or the foundlings or whatever. And then the episode ends. <laughs> that was really hard to just keep. No, that, that was a perfect summary. Yeah, that, that, was that, was, that was a very amazing summary. I couldn't have said it better myself. So let's get into it. All right. So for phase one, then, is the entire, yeah, Luke, Grogu, Ahsoka, Mando, that planet. So I thought it was Endor, um, the Endor moon. But is it not? It's not that. No, it's no. not. It's not. So I forgot the name of it. Whatever it is, it's in is. canon already. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I it's, forgot it's the name of it. It's the same one that... Um, His temple's on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Kind of it's in the shows. comics, the Kylo Ren comics, yep. I guess. Yeah. But oh, I, okay. I don't remember what it was. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's like our, obviously, like a big piece of this episode to kind of put aside the I would say the Cobb Vanth anything on Tatooine is the is the A plot and this was like the B plot although it was stealing the show for this episode right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so we see Luke again the, he's uh, they've in, improved the CGI or the deep faking and all this Shamook um, I watched so it good. I watched it I showed my wife it after so I watched it in the morning you know Wednesday morning and then showed the kids after school and they loved it and then uh, showed her later, and she said, "Yeah, it looks a lot better." But she was really still thrown by the voice, um, huh. and she's like, "Not." She's like, "I know that he's supposed to be like a stoic Jedi or whatever, but it's still like too robotic and too. It's like not lively enough. It's like a like a animatronic almost still." So that was her layperson uh, criticism, and she, like she doesn't I have a vested they, interest they, emotionally in it like we do. <laughs> and she I was, was like, blown away there yet. by the <laughs> fact that they did that training montage. Where he was running and flipping, yeah. and just we like saw his hurt. face. Like, yeah. I mean, it wasn't for a long period of time. I think that's the easy part, though. I think it. I think if somebody's doing a lot of emotion on their face, that that has to be perfect, and it has to the voice has to match it. Otherwise, we like really because we're creatures that look at people's faces. We it gets you have to get that perfect, or it's really throwing it off. But like, if you're seeing someone from behind, like flipping around, like that's any body double. Mm-hmm. Can, you know, like, well, that's but I mean, like there are scenes, yeah. parts where his face was very visible. But if he's not talking, he's just he like moving. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's and easy like, to throw on CGI. I think. Then they had not that, that I know how to do it. The but. part where Grogu's balancing and Luke's going mm-hmm. through sequences with the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was so that was it yeah. was so good. good. It was good. But I was like, I was thinking at the same time. I'm like, you just tapped his memory of this traumatic thing, and here you are like flailing your lightsaber in front of this kid who is obviously traumatized by like Luke Skywalker or uh, Anakin Skywalker, which I was hoping to see like his blue like lightsaber in the background of that yeah, sequence. How about that that would have been crazy to see like Anakin in the background somehow, or like a silhouette of Anakin. Dude, this this episode, it just it went it went into every like it went it back into the, the prequels. Yeah. It it touched Clone Wars and now the sequel to the Temple Planet. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, it touched you know? everything. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it touched original trilogy. Obviously, Luke. Like, it was like all these echoes of Empire Strikes Back and Dagobah. Oh, like almost some shot for shot. Yeah, you know, they have to flip over the rock and like the balancing on things and it, and I mean even like the beginning what we saw like he's Grogu's trying to get lunch or whatever and then just like Yoda impressed 
Luke with raising the X-Wing, like what speaks Grogu's language is like, oh, Food. you can lift up all the frogs at once. Like, wow. Smorgasy, like, oh, you can eat frogs. He like looks at his hand like, wow, you can, we can do this with our hands. Like, this is mm-hmm. cool. I want to do this. You know, like that, like it appeals to him to use his stomach, you know, because that's what all he thinks with right now. Because he's a toddler, right? Basically, mm-hmm. it's pretty, he's a youngling. I, what did you guys think? I, I really was, I was, um, that, that opening sequence with Cobb Vanth, mm-hmm. that was my favorite Cobb Vanth scene yeah. for him up to that point. Yeah. I like the Cad Bane even more, but like. He was very competent. Yeah, that yeah. was, that was a very he cool. Gave him, he was fair. He gave him like warnings and he was like reasonable. Like, we'll chalk this up to, you know, you just got lost. Right. Yeah. Like that's exactly how you handle something like I that. I feel like his performance, his performance in that scene was better than the previous ones, I felt like. Yeah, I, I think that's, like, mainly due to, like, find, like getting into the role a little bit better now. Yeah. Uh, now that we've had time to, that, that he's, like, already played it in, like, one, ep- like one episode of The Mandal- mm-hmm. Mandalorian. Now he's like, okay, now I kind of get to ask the creators, like, now, like, how do I, like, do this? How do I do that? And then it kind of just comes... And then he kind of gets to play a little bit of like what, like his own uh, thing on to it as well, which yeah. really works because he, he lost the armor. So like he kind of mm-hmm. has to be his own person now. So it he seems more confident f- in himself without that armor, kind of as like a. I think and I think he he played that off well. Like yeah. and he had that line with Mando where he's like, I have to be a little more careful. Yeah, now. Like, where's where's the little guy? <laughs> I brought him back. Oh, looks like both of us lost something. Yeah, he's like, missing <laughs> that armor. <laughs> I think I did, I think the that that also launcher. speaks to Filoni, like because mm-hmm. I think I think this was just a well direct like like the acting was always great. His direction and I mean I think everybody was spot on. I mean obviously. Luke's performance is largely art of you know mm-hmm. digital, and Mando is wearing a helmet the whole time. But but I still think that overall, like the direction was, mm-hmm. it, it shows that Filoni is. I mean, I think if 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 he can show his directing and, and producing and story writing skills in live action, then there's no way you don't give him movies. I think so. I loved everything I saw with Luke and Grogu, but I I think it would have also worked almost as well to have. Like so, Mando arrives, and then he's he has to go to sleep, and then they can show time passing, and then they go right to him waking back up to Ahsoka, and like all if all we ever saw of Luke and Grogu in this episode was them standing there, and you see them far off, and then he decides to leave, and then the rest of the episode is all Tatooine plot set up for the next episode. That would have worked for me just as much, mm-hmm. perhaps. Of like, I kind of got to see Grogu and Luke. I know what they're up to. I know Ahsoka's going to give it. And then you could even end the episode with, you don't even maybe see Luke's face that much. It's all from behind his head. And he's like given the choice. And you see Grogu, but only Luke's the back of his head. And he's presenting this choice, which is the culmination of the discussion Mando and Ahsoka had. And we don't see all that training stuff yet. Like we'd see that later on in some other show or something. Um, only oh, because like it, all of that stuff is at the cost of advancing the main Boba Fett plot right. and Boba Fett didn't have a line in this episode. He was there, you know, <clears throat> Fennec Shand is, is doing the meeting or whatever. And he's just kind of there. And, and I would have also liked to see. So like if man, when Mando is like, I know I can get some more man's some foot soldiers when he goes to Mos Pelgo and try, you know, gets Cobb Vanth doing his thing. We could have had more time for Mando to go meet up with the Tuscans that he worked with too at the, in that episode. And then they could have told, him about this like massacre of their like cousin tribe mm. that we know about from Book of Boba Fett, and they're telling him about 
Cad Bane is like, oh, this guy came with a blue face and killed all these, all the all of our cousins, oh, and then then we see Cad Bane come to this town. Like it, like it could have worked <clears throat> to have less of the Luke and Grogu. Like I love that I had it, but it was like it was at the cost of well, I think, the main story. I think we got it because Grogu's going to pick the armor, and I don't think we're going to see him training anymore. That's but nothing in Luke and nothing in Luke and Grogu's sequence does anything for that choice. Other than that, we kind of see him developing as a Jedi and like getting his force right. powers back a little bit. Oh, nothing to do. It has nothing. Say that. It again? didn't. Nothing in that montage builds the stakes for that choice that we couldn't have gotten just from implied of like, oh, they're working together. Like we can tell. And even if you saw from a distance, like Rogu, like lifting things from afar, like then you'd be like, oh, that. he tapped back into his force I, powers. Because like, I, I really, I think, but I, I also think, think it's that, a false choice. I think that we're being. I think it's a, it's a bait and switch. What do you mean? I think. I think, I think no matter which one he picks, Luke's gonna give him the license. Give him both. He'll give him the other one too, and be like, "I learned my lesson, right?" Um, or, or like Luke is, Luke hasn't learned his lesson yet. Well, I think, I think, I think that the, I think the sequences with Luke and Grogu, um, for me, they made the, they made that scene even more like much more impactful because I, I feel like. It, they gave enough time of that to show, like, like you get a time for them to bond. You get time for them for to see Grogu start to make progress. Yeah, like he's he's well, got like potential. Yes, like relearn what he already like knew. You, it makes you. I think. I think because then I, I really was like, I want to see. I would. I you know like there's. I think the brilliance of it is that I don't know which one I'd be more excited about. The Jedi Grogu if he chooses to train Grogu. with Luke, or if he chooses to go with Mando, either way, like I'm, I'm up for more of either one, right? So, like, but, I was picking up on the conversation with Ahsoka Ooh. and Mando. Um, okay, Ahsoka and Mando. Ahsoka seems to still be like kind of old school, like she's the old school, like classically trained Jedi with the classical mentality about attachments and this and that, and. Luke seems to be like trying that on and keeping that going a little bit because obviously he presents this choice as like you can't form attachments. If you do, you can't really be a Jedi. If you choose the Mandalorian, you kind of like, gotta let him go. Um, and I don't know, like that doesn't feel great to me as far as like where that could go and like where like the implications of that is where we could end up with like the tragedy of the rise of like the Knights of Ren, Kylo Ren betraying and killing everyone. Like this ends badly. We know somehow it ends badly. This path that we've started here ends with the destruction of the temple. Luke exiling himself and everything. Like it's all heading that way. Right. And it's ominous. That I like, feel they, like they're like they haven't really learned yet. Like, and that'll be interesting to see. Like, how do they break out of that old mindset of what they used about the attachments are bad? There's like some people out there who are saying like, oh, how could Luke do that to him? That's not cool. That's kind of mean. Like, why put it on him? Well, and then there's some people who are like, like it's a cop out because like we, we just ended season two with him going with Grogu if he goes right back with Mando mm. then it's like what was even the point but they made a big point about respecting choices though that yeah, that's, yeah. And, and plus if you actually look at uh, Anakin's story he really didn't ha- I mean the, uh, he didn't really have so much of a choice to like leave the Jedi though it felt more like an obligation to him to stay because they because the Jedi freedom from slavery and that's kind of the only family that he has mm-hmm. not a very perfect one that 
uh, kind of forbids attachments. So that kind of, that's kind of like a difficult concept for him. For uh, that, it was a c- difficult concept for Anakin. Now, when you look at Grogu, he already formed ser- like healthy attachments to Mando, mm-hmm. and then like, and I feel like this is like Luke's way of going like, all right. If you're going to be doing this, you got to have your heart in this. If your heart's with Mando, then it's kind of going to make things difficult. I get that. So, but it's like but so, I feel I feel like the cho- like Luke giving him a choice was more of a um I don't think Luke's doing this out of selfishness for him. Right. He's trying to do I don't think he's being dogmatic him. either. Right. I think mm-hmm. but like his attachment he's trying to, his, to break the dogmatic, but it's still somewhat His there. like love for his his like truly unconditional love for his father. Because he didn't have a relationship with his father. He didn't know, like, who his father was until he learned it was Darth Vader. But, like, his, his, I guess his selfless attachment to his father saved the galaxy, right? And restored order to the universe or whatever. So wouldn't, in his mind, like, our attachment's bad to him? Because for him, his attachment to Han and Leia led him on a detour in Empire Strikes Back, which didn't end well. Right. And so he... I guess he learned from that that oh uh, yeah Yoda was right right um, but then he like plus if he didn't have an attachment to Darth Vader or to Anakin Skywalker like mm-hmm. that attachment of like they're still good in him is the driving thing in Return of the Jedi he was attached to that idea right it, so did he did he learn and what has he learned since then and I guess why I don't I still don't know why why is he like pushing this choice unless it's like a, a fake out where he's he doesn't really think this he's just but that's, I don't know, that's kind of weird to like put that on a little kid, basically. Like, okay, your well, parents not, are getting divorced, and now you got to pick which parent to go with. I think, I think that, <laughs> you I know? think that, I think that the, the, I think I, I contrasted it to the scenes in Empire Strikes Back where Luke is torn between staying to train mm-hmm. or going to help his friends, and Yoda's like basically saying, he's like pleading with him, don't go, don't go. If you go, you'll probably end up like Vader basically mm-hmm. and then ben shows up like oh no we've lost him like and i think that that was contrasted with luke he's like sympathetic to grogu and his dilemma and instead of pleading with him not right. to want to go with mando he senses the mm-hmm. the tension and says hey look you know what this is your this is your life this is your choice um you got to make a choice, um, and, he's and ultimately really, that yeah. is wise. Like, yeah, he's not injecting <laughs> his commentary on it of like, like he didn't like scoot the lightsaber closer. Like, hey, you really want this? Isn't this cool? Isn't this cool? And like, <laughs> right. and he didn't, he didn't tell him if you go with Mando, you're going to be a dark side. You know, like, right? right. He, yeah, he but, did, yeah, but he did. But he did let him know yeah, that like, this is the dark uh, side. This is the light side. Yeah. That like, and this was like something I believe you and I, Aaron, were talking about this. I was actually listening to. Uh, um, the Mando meetings, uh, like when we used to do it in the library, mm-hmm. uh, in that study room. And I think like one of the points that you brought up was that, um, if like for, for Grogu, like his time with Mando is basically a speck in his lifespan. Yeah. Right. And, and that was really cool. Like when Luke, Luke brought that yeah. up. So, and so he's saying that, if, yeah. what, it, like, He's going to lose Mando eventually. It's like your mom's that's boyfriend like who was around when you were two so. to three years old and never seen again. Like that's well, we know he's going with Mando right. because he's got that stupid empty dome on the Naboo Star. So, like, I do think he's going to pick. I think he's going to pick the male 
and Luke's going to respect the choice, and Luke's going to take him to Tatooine where he knows Mando is, or at least, you know, and, like, Luke's going to, we're going to see, I think we're going to see Luke at the homestead. He might even stop into Tashi Station to pick up some power converters on his <laughs> ship that broke, you know, and, like, and then he'll be like, oh, what's going on with the pikes? Oh, what, what? And, like, he'll, like, kind of come in and, like, he'll help, at, help in the battle, basically, right? Maybe that'd be cool, or like, oh, let me call. Let me call my sister and my brother-in-law, and they'll come help too. You know, hey, you guys want to revisit your territory? You'll never guess who's back in town, and there's a situation, and I'll explain in the car, right? And like, all right, all right, all right, all right. So, so, so going back to okay, so let's 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 break down just like how we feel about stay on target. The yeah. whole yeah. the whole. Because we, like you said, we had that we had the the Cobb van thing, and then yeah. and then mm-hmm. like twenty to the B plot minutes. is really the longest, mm-hmm. right? So that whole thing, like everything, there was there wasn't much that I didn't like about Mando's whole time. I loved the scene where Ahsoka appears, talks to him, and yeah, they're talking, and he chooses to leave. To well, it, kinda, it continues like so he had that discussion with the armorer. And her, like, this is what the Jedi believe. And he's like, that's the opposite of what we believe. And they kind of continue that theme. Their discussion of, like, Mando and Ahsoka are, like, sparring a little bit and philosophy and choice. And, like, right. and she's like, he's I like, he's a foundling. That. And she's like, well, maybe he's a Padawan now. Like, his foundlingness, his foundling status is right. overwritten now by a Padawan status. So that's really the tension we have here. Right. Is he a foundling or is he a, is he a Padawan? And I thought and that it, was. And, but Luke's putting it on the child to decide, not for these two adults to decide for him. Well, but the beauty right. of it is, is that like both of them are like, like there's no like the, I love that scene between him and Ahsoka because they both have good intentions. Yeah. Like nobody's like glaringly nobody's wrong, wrong yeah. or trying to do something wrong. Paths. It's like, but I think there was so much wisdom in what she was saying. Like, why are you doing this? Is yeah. this mm-hmm. for you yeah. or is this for him? Because if you stop and think about it, it's like what. I mean, what is what is Mando's life? He's like, hey, let me grab this kid so I can go to war, or best be a bounty hunter. Like, what is he like bringing him for? Well, that's a big and, like, question. Like, Luke I is think. building something that this kid belongs to, right? Right. So it's like Mando, like it would be kind of selfish for him to be like, well, I just want a buddy. It's like, yeah, but you're not giving him the kind of life he kind of deserves with his abilities and his background. Like, he does deserve to be a Jedi. Or like, that's like the path that's kind of. More I feel like that makes him. more sense for his character to just continue with Luke, but. Like if you're like you know if you're like a, pretty a, a widower with a kid and you, you like you can't really take care of your kid but like your your aunt and uncle can set him up at Hogwarts or whatever like you should <laughs> you know you should like for the sake of your kid you should give him the best opportunity you can and if it's not with you it should be with whoever can right and so like his maturity would be yeah like I'm the lonely so, divorced dad moping around the universe and I want a buddy but that's so side, man, that's but he made selfish. so he made the right choice yeah right? by like, he, like not insisting to see him he in, made the yeah. choice to leave the decision with Grogu yeah and then Luke validates yes. that by yeah. giving Grogu the choice and I love it it was like mm-hmm. everybody was presented with hard choices they mm-hmm. made their own choices Ahsoka wasn't super pushy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he was insistent but or like she was firm. like we can do either one she had a firm but like, opinion. think about yeah. this yeah. and I and then I loved I mean the the whole training montage like I don't care like mm-hmm. just I mean Whole there's Empire Strikes Back the stuff. way he's just like scooting him along in the yeah, force like. I wish I could do that with my kids so bad <laughs> like leapfrog them like that like when they're just dawdling just like move <laughs> I was like I was like that was, a, that was like a little bit of a nitpick for me in the Mandalorian season one and two was like how does he keep up? Like you put him in the egg and yeah, he'll float egg. with you, but if or he's he walking, him. forget yeah. it. Like you're mm-hmm. gonna take it forever. Yeah, like I love that little 
But yeah, I mean, like literally, like, it's like it feels like it's the exact same backpack, and like it's like Luke running around with a Yoda on his back. Yeah, like oh, this is. Be- oh, but it was inverted. Like he was, he was yeah. training. Yes, the trainer and, is running on the right. trainee, and and then like he climbs that bamboo shaft, and like the force theme comes on, and like you get the grand like meta, like the, right. like this force is what the force is about. Like the wind is blowing. It's this beautiful setting. It's just like. Like, dude, chills. Like, whoa. Like, this is Star Wars. <laughs> now, so this is pod racing. What you did know? you guys think of the flashback? What is the significance of that? I was stoked when I saw that. Um, I, I, was ex- I was hoping and expecting to see a hint of Anakin back there in the background. Um, and I was like, oh, of course they're not going to show us, like, exactly how he got away or what happens next. Mm-hmm. But there's clues, apparently. Like, there's a symbol back there on the wall. That is um, Barris Offrey's like symbol. She's the one who accused oh, Ahsoka um, in that really? trial. And, like okay. the implication is that like perhaps like because she got put in prison, that perhaps like Sidious want, like t- got her out of prison to g- capture Grogu, and like the, the darkness in him is like right. the time he was like under the like captured by a Sith person, or like Barris Offrey was like a dark side user, or she redeemed herself in that act. Right. right. But why do you saving think, him? Why do we think that that like because Luke didn't tell him what to remember? He just kind of he just put yeah, his hand on there, and that's what about. came back to him. Or like that force helped unlock the memory that he had like turned off. It's like psychotherapy right. or whatever, like Freudian. So like, I'm I guess my question, what I'm thinking about, is not so much what it means to the story itself, but like, I think that's I think that part I think that's possible that. That flashback, right? It was a horrifying for him, mm-hmm. and that maybe I think that's kind of another reason why it's pretty obvious. Like, yeah, well, I did the Jedi thing before; that was kind of horrifying, and True. that maybe he he's yeah. The Jedi path has is not a fresh path that's untrod snow. It's like there's baggage right. with that path and like mm-hmm. triggering memories and yeah. Like, Do you think that that's what I, that was I saying think or perhaps? Because he could have had a lot of other memories. Yeah. But the memory he had was watching these these other Jedi be killed. And he was clearly, like, mm-hmm. horrified. Like, they come they come right at him. Yeah, so something happens. I'm sure we'll see the full story. But, like, yeah, we don't see. And they were protecting him. Yeah, those mm-hmm. those Padawans are, of course, Jedi Knights or whatever. Yeah. I think we know the, of the one, right? We know who the one is or not. Is or there's speculation um, of who I, that I, one I was. thought it was... Uh, um, but they killed that one Chien, off somewhere Chien, else. Uh, Syndralic, right? Yeah. 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 That, that, that's what some but people like are thinking. But like in canon, but... they get killed off somewhere else. But then again, they could always well, rewrite canon because they rewrite kind of actually, the lightsaber too. Actually, um, uh, <laughs> in, I think in Legends, and it was um, in the uh, Star Wars Episode Three uh, video game, yeah, uh, you, kill you, you fight Anakin. Um, you fight as Anakin, uh, now now Darth Vader against that Jedi, mm-hmm. and you kill him. Um, as far as his story in canon, I don't know. Yeah, uh, but we do see him in the Clone Wars at least once. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was like season uh, six. So yeah, I. I mean, it could it could be it yeah. possibly could be him. It I mean, could they, be somebody else. They clearly didn't go out of their way uh, yeah, to make didn't. it clear. But I mean, like Baby Yoda, Grogu would be in like not even the Padawan training area. He'd be like in the nursery area at that point. Like like because he was if this was twenty years or twenty five right. years, and if he's fifty, he's the equivalent of like a one year old. If he's a two year old now or whatever, however the age right. scale yeah, goes, he like, would he would 
be not even he'd be like preschool or like nursery age at level of education of, yeah, yeah like he, the youngest of younglings and like the padawans probably part of their responsibility is taking care of the nurse they have like nursery duty and then like jedi knights have padawan duty and so on like you know what i mean like it's a church or something like the teenagers are helping in the nursery right and so the young adults can help in the middle school and so on and so forth um because they they seem kind of young, right? They seem like they're mm-hmm. like 12-ish year old. Like they haven't been attached to like a master yet as a Padawan, but they're like they're just before a Padawan level. Right, they haven't and they been had initiated to guard the, the babies in the temple from the 501st, which I was cool. I don't I probably was live action, but I think in episode 3 they're all CGI. So I, yeah, have the, they but, ever appeared in real life uh on yeah, real film before? I, I if I yeah, they looked a bit CGI. The clones yeah, looked a bit CGI to me. I heard, but, feel like um, I heard stylized they were not. Oh, really? I feel like they were that's practical effects. Which that, would be that would be cool. First time ever. Basically. First time, first time clone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which is nuts armor. to me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, it's like stylized as a dream sequence, so it's a little bit like surreal in that way. Like it's mm-hmm. meant to be surreal. Same with Cat, like Cad Bane's appearance, right? Is like it. It's very stylized in the Clone Wars, just like Count Dooku is Exhibit A of that. Right? <laughs> His beard, right? Like the crazy yeah. face. So like the giant hat, like would have looked weird in real life. Like that giant giant hat. It would look like a sombrero. Right, which is yeah. like the look you want necessarily. I, mm-hmm. So, like, so, yeah. So, so what in in terms of in terms of um, that whole sequence of training, I think that um, obviously, like you were saying, like it truly appears to have no real connection to the Book of Boba Fett, right? So we're getting mm-hmm. this this amazing you know like didn't even know we wanted like this present fanboy wet dream yeah. <laughs> luke skywalker training a jedi post return of the jedi mm-hmm. but we're also going it. well that's gr- i mean like yeah it's at the expense of the of main the story, story and i don't far I think i'm okay tell. with that i guess it's going to depend on how it wraps up like right. if seven if episode seven is completely a rushed half-baked job then i'll be like ah, like i love that you gave that to me but like you you squandered the time. Right. Like, make it eight episodes and have more build-up. Or put that stuff somewhere else, put that footage somewhere else and give us a hint of it now and come back to it later and use the rest of the 25 minutes of that episode as further set up for this war with the Pikes, which is, at this point, half-baked and, like, is going to be... If they're going to try to resolve that plot next episode, it's going to be rushed, I feel like, unless they really either make it long or, like, really do a good job with it. Or it's not even going to be resolved. It's, like, a cliffhanger or, like, this Pikes thing is just, like... A, a distraction to like the big bad that will get introduced and then that'll be the main plot for the next speculation set, right? speculation territory yeah. all right yeah <laughs> that's that's kind of my fear of like almost everything thing that sean said was kind of like a big fear of mine for uh le- leading up to uh chapter seven mm-hmm. um that um overall i i i did i enjoy the episode yes but i do feel like there's a little thing in the back of my uh on the back of my neck that's saying yeah it's kind of at the expense of like a focused story i mean people can say what they want about the first half of the book of boba fett but at least it was focusing on boba right fett. Yeah. it was a cohesive story um, and it was cohesive right. um and and yes i really loved uh the man the mandalorian episode chap- chapter five but again if, did, did, this but, but chapter six even felt way more unfocused when you bring so many characters that are so mainstreamed in other Star Wars mediums into just one place. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, 
But again, it was it was still enjoyable and still like great ideas along with it. The way I resolve that tension so. in my head right now, which I'm holding loosely, is we had Rogue One, a Star Wars story. We had Solo, a Star Wars story. I'm thinking of Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, and all the other shows that are coming out, Ahsoka and or um, what's the other one? I'm always, I always forget the other one. There's another one. Not Kenobi, but the other one. Oh, Andor. Acolyte. And I, maybe, it's just, maybe it's just Ahsoka and Andor I'm thinking of. But So there's all these like and, shows uh, coming out, and I, they're oh, all Oh, yeah, this, there's Lando. Like All of those collectively in my head, I'm considering like the next like storybook. Right? There's the saga, the trilogies, and then in between those, there's these stories. And this is a meta story. This is the story of an, an, a song of ice and fire, right? This is like the meta story told over many different books, as you, as it were. And it is, oh, okay. and it is like, if I just have to like think of it not as, this isn't the book of Boba Fett, although that's the title of the show. This is like the story they're telling. And this show is just a vehicle to get that story. Like they told the four episode story and then they're launching the next like phase of this whole thing with these last three. And we're going to see Boba Fett again at different times. I think we're going to see Boba Fett in his prime in Andor as a bo- as a bounty hunter pre episode four, right? Because that's when Andor takes place. Mm-hmm. Ahsoka can go anywhere in time that show, so you can have any of these characters at any point. We could see Mando back in the original trilogy time period in either Ahsoka or or Andor. Like that that gives them so much freedom to fill in all the gaps of the story we know. And I just have to think of it as you know this isn't. While it's, while it's Book of Boba Fett episode six, it's not really uh, that story right now. Like at least that part of it, um, unless only because it fits in a bigger story. I don't know if it's like a marketing thing. Like they can't just be like Star Wars, the Disney Plus show, season one, Mandalorian season one, season two, Mandalorian season two, season three, Book of Boba Fett, and this other stuff. Season four, and yeah. season five, Ahsoka. Like I think it's like these different shows, but it's the same. Sto- it's like the meta story they're telling through different shows to so keep my, you subscribed continuously, right? That's how they, uh, you know, they want you subscribing year round, so they're releasing stuff year round instead of like it's Game of Thrones season, and I might cancel my HBO until Game of Thrones comes back. They don't want you to do that. They want you subscribed right. to HBO or to Disney Plus continually, and don't don't even think about not re-upping, right? <laughs> the way the way that I. I, and do you, do you watch Den of Nerds at all? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like with the theory, it, the theory, um, Star Wars theory and Den of Nerds going together. Well, I mean, there's that's that's on Star Wars theory's channel. But yeah. do you watch his channel? Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. He goes more into spoilers and stuff, right? A or little like, bit, like uh, leaks I, and all that. I my reaction has been much more like his his base. He's 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 a ham, but like his reaction has basically been like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't fit the storyline. Don't care. Too much fun. Let's have fun. Yeah, this is great. I think I like. I'm I'm there too. I think I'm also like, oh, poor Boba though. (laughs) I think that I think that they set themselves up to have to, you know, when you essentially take a two episode break from the main (laughs) storyline, you definitely set yourself up. It's a tall task. Yeah, but I, I'm pretty confident that they're not going to blow it. I think I yeah. think I think the payoffs are going to be immense, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to accomplish what they're trying to accomplish, which is not just to finish a story about Boba Fett, but get you excited about all of it. Yes, and I think that they'll accomplish that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what you guys 
thought at that point, but it almost, to me, it almost looked like Luke and Grogu fist bumped mm-hmm. at, <laughs> up on that hill. <clears throat> and it was just cool seeing, like, a lot of the stuff that Yoda had taught Luke, Luke was passing on. Um, especially during the light, when Luke had his lightsaber out, going through those forms, you can see almost like Grogu recognized some stuff he was going through as far as, like, his training back. And like what Luke said with Ahsoka, it's more he's remembering than he's actually learning. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and what did you think about Luke's outfit? Because they had him change to almost like a samurai-type outfit. Uh, yeah, so um, I did notice that there was like the gray tint of like kind of like similar to his uh, Return of the Jedi, like the... Um, sail barge look that he had mm. um which i thought that was a cool nod and plus uh i think it and i think i saw it in the poster with the uh, that um star wars theories channel covered with with uh, grogu and the kyber crystal oh yeah which was yeah, yeah. Uh, well that was a lucas official right i think so yeah okay so yeah i kind of re- like like maybe remember that so I was like, oh, that was really cool. I, I love the Return of the Jedi Luke. Like, that outfit, it just, it fits him and with his struggle that he had with the dark side in, like, Return of the Jedi and how they're still playing him into that. Is He's not, he's not a Jedi in the traditional mm. Jedi Order sense. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Ahsoka. Where she's, she's, yeah, she you could say she's a Jedi, but she's far off that strict path that the Jedi Order had to where she's more like Qui-Gon. Mm-hmm. More following the will of the Force, not a set doctrine that the Council had. And I, I see Luke doing that <clears throat> and I I don't know kind of how that conversation went with Sean and Aaron with that the choice that Luke gave Grogu but I honestly, I really loved it. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that he sees Grogu where his heart's not into the training. It's with Mando. He's trying to walk two paths, but he needs to prioritize which one he wants to walk. Um, and I really liked how he told Grogu, he's like, no, a long time for you, or a short time for you is a long, is a lifetime for other people. So really trying to, for him to prioritize, you know, where you are in life, which path do you, do you feel that you need to go down? I had to talk with a about that choice and the kind of my thoughts. I'm like, well, you know what? It makes sense <clears throat> where Grogu is, <clears throat> and as far as like the attachments, you know, people have been complaining about. Oh, Luke's going down that <clears throat> that same path of no attachments, like the Jedi Order. It's like, well, <clears throat> sure, you could say that, but at this point in in Disney canon, Luke fully knows the tragedy of Darth Vader. He's seen R two has shown him. And told him everything, as far as like Padme, what happened on Mustafar. It was it was Anakin's fear of attachment of losing that. I feel like that's kind of coming out in this choice, to where it's okay. You can follow Din Djarin or the Mandalorian because <clears throat> you have this attachment to him, but this is where it could lead, or you could follow this other path, where you could become great. You could be more than what you are now for serving serving the force. So I feel like that could definitely lead 
either way he goes. I personally think he's going to choose choose the armor. I think he's going to want to go back to Din where mm-hmm. he, because of where he's at. Um, and with what's going on with Mando, Boba Fett, the Pikes, I'm sure Grogu has some type of sense that there's something going on. Um, and there was a theory that was brought up in one of Star Wars theories episodes. I, I see this. I could see it happening this way. Luke, Luke tells Grogu he'll return to the Mandalorian if he chooses the armor. <clears throat> so Grogu chooses the armor. <clears throat> Luke takes him back to Tatooine to give him, <clears throat> basically, give him custody of the, of the child. Give him back back to Dinjarin. <clears throat> At that point, Luke Luke then gets caught up into the fight. Mm. So we get Luke in the fight with Dinjarin. Or even him fighting alongside Boba Fett, which would be sick. Yeah, that would be <clears> sick. <throat> and uh, I, and also, I was think, thinking of like if, when the dust settles. Do you think that will like cease tension between them, or just like make it to or or will he do or do you think that like him seeing Mando with Boba Fett going you know, like uh, maybe I shouldn't give away this kid <laughs> kind of <clears throat> deal? I and think then, there'd be more more tension on Luke's side than Boba's. Because I think Boba, at first, he'd be like, yeah, you're, you're, you're the one who distracted me. And, but it wasn't actually Luke that caused him to go into the pit. It was Solo. Mm-hmm. So he could see that as, hey, yeah, that was a shitty situation. But <clears throat> because of what happened there, it's now turned me into something greater. <clears throat> so I think if Boba and Luke come face to face before fighting or whatever... I think it'd be more Luke that'd be more defensive. Mm. It, w- it wouldn't be necessarily Boba. Okay. <clears throat> but as far as like the theory goes, Dinjarin gets hurt really bad. And Grogu sees that. And he then he realizes, oh shoot, <clears throat> you know, I have this attachment to <clears throat> Mando. Now I gotta figure out how can I protect him. Then that's when he chooses the way of the Jedi. So then he realizes, oh, I got, I need to stay with Luke, because then there's this, that purpose for him to to do that training, to where his heart would be in it, because he can do that training to fight alongside or protect the ones he loves. So then he's kind of getting almost the best of best of both worlds, mm-hmm. and it's not he's falling for attachments. He's doing something because because of the attachments. It's not. It's similar to kind of, I guess you could say, Anakin, but not to that extreme. He's doing it out of more of a need for protection rather than a fear of losing that attachment. Mm -hmm. Um, So I could see that going. I could definitely see it going that way. Um, Yeah, I think we're in for a wild ride, no matter which way we look at it. Mm -hmm. And Dave and John know what they're doing, so I have high expectations for the season finale. <clears throat> I'm almost expecting it too to end on that cliffhanger because I have a feeling it's going to lead into Mando season season mm-hmm. three. Um, and I don't, I don't think there's been a confirmed Book of Boba season two, has there? Um, not that I know of. But um, all, all I know is that the only thing that's confirmed to have a second season that I just read today was uh, Andor, which is starting filming uh, in uh, uh, this fall. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I thought mm-hmm. they'd already started the filming. 
the second season for that. Or for for Andor. Uh, they uh, they've completed the first season. Oh, they did okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm curious on what they're going to do with that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, I I did have a question for you though. Um, uh, it was about uh, Cad Bane, and I was wondering if you uh, were aware about the arc, the unfinished arc, where uh, um, Cad Bane actually teaches Boba Fett, and then. I don't. I don't know if it's it's if it's within that same arc where like they do that uh, that showdown. That showdown, yeah. Um, but do you think that will play a factor in this episode? Do you think it'll be brought up, or are they just gonna probably stick to what's <laughs> been officially shown on screen and just kind of have this uh, moment be like, oh, now these two are just officially meeting? Um, do. You, what do, what do you think? I think, knowing John and Dave, <clears throat> I think they're going to incorporate it somehow. For all we know, we're, we, could, we could get that flashback in live action. Mm. As, they are, as they're facing each other down in... Since, I mean, they're both, they're both, I guess you could say, past their prime, even mm-hmm. though they're still good. So, having a flashback to back when they're younger... To when there's that tension between them, because as far as we know, that standoff could have been to determine who would be the number one bounty hunter. Would it? Because after Django died, it was Cad Bane. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in between Django's death and then Age of the Empire, I guess you could say Reign of the Empire, Boba Fett was number one. So at some point, Boba Fett took over Cad Bane's number one position as a bounty hunter. So that would be cool to see as maybe even more flashbacks of Boba kind of, let's let's say in between his arcs in the Clone Wars of him progressing his skills, him getting better, him working side by side with Cad Bane, and then they have that, Boba, I'm taking your spot. I'm number one now. I'm taking my father's, my father's place. Mm-hmm. kind of thing um, that would be really cool to see and it would make sense too more than just two bounty hunters fighting over a bounty or something like that it, w- it would just make sense and then progress Boba Fett to where we know him in the comics the novels before the original trilogy so I, I would love to see that I would also love really would love to see a flashback of them bring in the Boba Fett novels into this and mm-hmm. see a flashback of when in the books when Boba Fett attacks Mace Windu in the Chancellor's office that would be that would be something I would love to see that yeah I, I actually remember reading that uh, part for the first time I was like dang I wish I could see that so I don't remember much of it but I remember he hits Mace with like some kind of stun grenade mm-hmm. and then he has like a flesh, flechette launcher and then at some point, Palpatine comes in and breaks up the fight, yeah. which I would love to see. You know, Palpatine, who's the mighty Sith Lord and master schemer, come in and break up a fight between one of the most powerful Jedi and this kid bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it would just be sweet. And I would, I love, I remember in the book, he yells at Mace Windu, you killed my father. And then Mace is like, he didn't give me a choice, kind of. Now, just seeing like that kind of tension, mm-hmm. I would just love to see that. 
legends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what do we think of uh, the little... We dipped our toes back in the Boba Fett timeline. Yeah. For you didn't have a line, briefly. but... No, so, like, nothing's really changed as far as... Like, the pikes are building up, preparing for war. It sounded like the, the other families are, like... Um, they're not helping, but they're not hurting. So they're holding to their Well, everybody agreement. else is stepping back and just saying, they're we're like, just going to let you guys fight. Yeah. Which was that the agreement was they weren't going to interfere. Right. Because mm-hmm. they weren't going to, like, we'll join you. It was like, well, then just don't get it in our way. And they're like, okay, right. backing off. And then they're like, well, now that the but they need more foot table's soldiers. cleared, like, mm-hmm. we don't think we have enough firepower to... But see, like, my problem with that, again, the it's, it's undercooked. Like, they're telling me that, oh, there's a buildup. And... Oh, we need this. Like, show me that stuff. I, I'm, you're telling me this. Like, it's, right. it's not like strong storytelling is. No one has to say it. I can tell. Oh, I can see the armies amassed in front of Helm's Deep. I can see the armies on the Pelennor fields. I, I'm keeping track of where the Rohirrim is, and they're heading, and they're going to intercept eventually. Like, you don't have to tell me that stuff. You don't have to have Elrond going. Oh yes, you know, this is happening. This is happening. It's like well, I want to see that. So it's like. Well, that 25 minutes of Luke, that 25 us. minutes of Luke and Grogu could have been further, like, ominous build-up to this, like, all-out war. Like, I don't care. I don't. They've not. The stakes invested are down. Me. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't buy the stakes yet. I don't understand. I saw a, a half a dozen pikes walk walking off of a space bus, and they blew up the cantina. That and will, they and they may or may not have killed the Tuscans. Okay, they may so, not be connected to that. We don't know. So it's like. That doesn't seem so bad to me. I don't get it. And they so like going back in the middle of the desert doesn't hurt anyone. Going you know? back to that, I think that 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 moment where they bombed. I guess yeah, we forgot that in the recap. The, oh, yeah, the part, says, the uh, part where they bombed her her yeah. nightclub, that to me made up for some of the, because then it was like oh they had to. Like, have, that was a critical scene for this episode. If they didn't have that, there would be even more. Yeah, that that was like a good connection point. That to was this. a oh, very. Yes, this is what's going on here. Like this is we're still at war almost. Or the, like, yeah, the, that scene and the way Cad Bane, yeah. came in and what he did. Yeah, trying to kill Cobb Vanth, really did a lot to put the Pikes in a bad light. Mm-hmm. We don't like them. They're bad news. They're bad guys, and it set them up as the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And then now we're really invested in like, hey, yeah, we're rooting for Boba. And whatever he's doing to, you know, like the pikes, the pikes, the scene with them blowing up the cantina and the scene with Cad Bane, it's very clear, like Tatooine needs to be rescued from the pikes. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, that, I mean, they could have was, had more like, oh, Afghanistan just got taken over by the Taliban in 1979. If you're just telling me that that happened, I'm like, why should I care? What do I know about the Taliban? Like, if you show me the like mass beheadings in the stadium and the stonings and this and like that's where like oh these are the bad guys like you can I don't know like they just kind of gave you these little things and it's like there's just not it's well, unweighted think, like there's I think the other question is are the pikes the bad guys the ultimate bad guys let's see show? if they reveal them not to be then it's just like that was I don't know just like deus ex enemy comes in like Thrawn okay well, who's I Thrawn think, like, I why? Think that, I think like, that there's no like the question call of, response like, or like payoff think, build up you know I think that there's a chance that the payoff isn't who wins between Boba and the Pikes. Yeah. The payoff is we're going to get some big reveal, Crimson Dawn, Kira, mm-hmm. or Thrawn, something mm-hmm. that's going to, where we're going to be like, oh, it doesn't really even matter who won that little skirmish yeah. between Boba and the Pikes. 
there's a much bigger story going on here that all of our characters just got sucked Or it can, like, end like Empire Strikes Back, where, like, they actually lose this fight with the Pikes because the big baddie comes in with reinforcements or whatever, and, like, we're, we're left with everyone on the ropes a little bit, and it's like, w- like, we're on our heels, and it's like, oh, what's going to happen next? Like, our, next time, you're like, say, find out what happens next, done. You know, like, our, will they escape? Will they escape? Okay, so before, you know? before we go, so, I, okay, everybody's thought, I want to hear what everybody thinks about the Cad Bane, just yeah. generally, just, like, that whole sequence. That was just really well done, like a full-on Western. I, I was there for it. The, with the wind chime and, like, the he walks in the middle and it's, like, this standoff. And it was duel. it was one of the most, like, there was no doubt that it was Cad Bane from the second you saw it. <laughs> mm-hmm. There was no question in my mind that he wasn't going to die in that scene. Yeah. Like, there was nothing really, like, the, the, ten, the it built tension mm-hmm. where there was none. Yeah. Which was incredible, like... And I, I, I don't know. I thought Cad looked close to perfect. A little, little bit different from animated, but yeah, like face is uh, a little longer in animation. His nose was kind of like a puffy. <laughs> but it, but it matches like the Duros that's in the cantina, right? Yeah, and, and but it's oh, four. Animated. Though, though the though the head the head no, yeah, craniums on the Duros are a little bit bigger, but um, I did I finally I okay. I can't say finally, but I did watch Star Wars theories uh, video on it. Mm-hmm. On, it on what? On, on Cad Bane. Uh, Cad Bane. Yeah, oh, on Cad that Bane. Was posted, yeah. And uh, and I do agree with him on like, yeah, this guy is like old, old. Right. So he he's not gonna look and like his, his like blue the fades slender, to a light blue uh, with age or whatever. Yeah. Right. In the right. desert, mm-hmm. ages you look at Kenobi, he got aged, you know, twenty years and so, ten or whatever. Mm-hmm. His voice and the way they just showed his teeth yeah. for the longest time. So and the oh. eyes, like the eyes weren't just it wasn't a mask. It was like prosthetics that like everything moved with like muscles yeah. and stuff. It wasn't like the Duros that's in Episode Four is just like basically a mask that doesn't yeah. need to move. Yeah. And so. yeah, so it's like yeah, it was really well done. Yeah, very good. Be, the the tension that they built in that scene was yeah. like on par with any I, yeah. classic western. A gunslinger duel, like that's I've always ever just seen. prime tension. Yeah, so. I knew that. I, I was like that. Like, and the the deputy was literally wearing a red shirt, or at least like a red something. I was like, yep, yeah. red shirt. <laughs> I love it. Like that's like we'll call that. Me. That was that that entrance. <laughs> I'm pretty amazed at how how well they have. Like, so far, I can't think of any animated characters that they've brought into live action that they that they've screwed up on. People didn't like Ahsoka's Leku at first. Yeah, I, that, that... They looked a little rubbery. I, that never even... That was... You can see the wrinkles in them, though. Yeah, that, that Which may be just age... Like mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I it mean, does look like a hat. Like so, like my wife was like, "Is that a hat or is that her, is that her, like her head?" And I'm like, "It's her head." But she wears like a bandana, quote unquote. But she's like, "Ah, oh, it looks like a hat." There was nothing about. Yeah. I mean, like I don't expect. I was a that guy Josh from Den of Nerds was talking about like how you can't like you mm-hmm. can't make them look exactly like no, they do in animation. Because it's it looks stupid. Yeah, it's a it's a so like, style. I think that overall, like generally, like I my personal like like Ahsoka Cad Bane. Um, I'm trying to think of who else from animation has come into. Um, I think that's it so far. Uh, Until um, we get some Bad Batch and like Rex. What? Um, Tamara Morrison as Rex. Chopper now. showed up. <laughs> Chopper droid. <True. laughs> if you count BD but as animation. I guess. I guess. <laughs> I yeah, guess technically. That's pretty much it. I think. 
Yeah, I guess that's that's. But there's more it. to come, I'm sure. So it'll be interesting to see. I like, think. I think yeah. the. I think. I, yeah, Boba Fett's not coming from animation, but like Tamira Morrison, like he doesn't look exactly he, like the clones in animation, which he's supposed to. Right. So, but I think I, I don't. Close I think enough. That, I think like I'm not losing like, like, like it's not uh, like I'll, I'll use the comparison of like Will Smith being the genie in Aladdin, like <laughs> like uh, that kind of epic fail, like just not is not happening. They're okay. they're they're getting it right. Well, like the, the icon was cast with Robin Williams voicing this animated genie, so like that's the standard, and like nothing it, will ever unless you can make like it, yeah, just the mediums don't work. Like you, nobody should have never happened. Like well, nobody could have. It's impo- it's an impossible task to make the genie come to life. Should have never happened because it's so anchored to that animated version. But like but like Tamara Morrison, we're introduced to him as Jingle Fett twenty years ago, and then. And then we get all these Clone Wars stuff in animation, and then he's back older, and it makes sense. So, like, it works for him because he, the actor is older, and he's a different character. He's Boba. He's not Jango, but he's a clone. But you're like, oh, he looks like, he looks like that guy, that Jango guy. Well, it is that guy, right? It's the right. same actor, right? It right. works. But, like, you kind of forget about all right. these clones in the meantime who are based on his model. I think they could. It's, like, forgiven. I think that at some point we will get him playing other. I think he's going to be as many clones as they want. <laughs> Rex. Uh, you know, Echo, even any of the Bad Batch are on our fair game, as far as I'm concerned. Right. Um, he could play any of them. He'd have to lose some weight to play. Uh, to play. Uh, Tech. Should we, should we get rankings in so we can do speculation? Yes. Yeah. Um, I give it like a nine point eight because that one's like I said in the texting. That one stupid line from that stupid uh, like helper <laughs> guy. He's like, oh, that was a planned vacation. Like. Get out of here, you! <laughs> like that guy. Just I, I don't know where they found that guy. He just cannot. He doesn't <laughs> just learn. Like speak like speak like Bib Fortuna. Like at least have an accent, right? The accent of the yeah. Anyway, and then I don't know. Just like a point one ding for like kind of every other little st- small thing. Like I, I was like like when they first when he's first walking through the forest and you see like this rock rise and then it's like the android you're like ah oh, <laughs> nice fake out nice one I, I thought somebody was raising the raising the rock with the forest you know mm-hmm. um, but yeah just I don't know, like a few little things add up to a point one for me I still like episode two the very best as far as like if it's book of Boba Fett episode two is the best book of Boba Fett episode but as far as like the best hour of Star Wars TV this is like in the top one or two. I, I think it does edge out episode five. Um, so it's like the best hour of Star Wars TV uh, or Star Wars, like something you watch on your TV, whether it's a movie or TV in a long time. I would honestly have to give it a 9.5. Oh, okay. Mainly because it was such a beautiful episode because of the story it was telling. There wasn't much action, which compared to like all the other Star Wars episodes, it's it's a lot of action now maybe granted not considering some of uh the bad batch which was more just story arc or in some cases kind of pointless story arcs mm-hmm. with how that ended um but they told it in such a beautiful fashion to where it's like it's such a great episode even though there wasn't much action i mean the most action you saw was force levitations or loop training, Grogu jumping. Not much as far as what we 
expect from like a Mandalorian episode or a Boba Fett episode. Mm-hmm. But just how they also incorporated the prequels, the original trilogy, it was it was it was just awesome to see. I mean, I would almost consider the storytelling better than the standoff with Cad Bane and um why am I blinking? Uh oh Cobb Van. Cobb Van, yes, yes. yes. It's like I'm thinking bearded guy in red on Tatooine. What's his name? I know it. <laughs> But yeah, just how, how they incorporate that and the fact that they made that deep fake would look so much better, it just made it feel so much better too. And how, you know, that Return of the Jedi Luke is my favorite version of Luke. There's just something about him wearing that black, but kind of resembling Vader, mm-hmm. kind of like how he was meant to in Return of the Jedi, resembling his journey that could lead to the dark side. But then he had that flat flip open which revealed great. So he's not, he's a Jedi, but he's not what the Jedi Order was. He stands for something different. Um, and of course, his lightsaber is my favorite Jedi's lightsaber. So being able to see that, him using that, it's just, it was, it was what I wanted without overdoing it or underperforming. They played it just right, even with Ahsoka. And the way they played her it, it wasn't flashy it wasn't trying to overdo it um, no combat scenes she was there just to talk make a point and then leave mm-hmm. and they did that great with her her with R2 that was just beautiful seeing them again mm-hmm. they haven't seen as far as we know they haven't seen each other since Clone Wars season 7 before mm-hmm. Siege oh, of yeah. Mandalore mm-hmm. and then seeing her with Luke which is what a lot of people have wanted to see all right. Well, for me, uh, this has been kind of going a little bit up and down, but I think I actually narrowed it out to uh, a solid eight out of ten. Um, it was enjoyable Star Wars, but a bit unfocused uh, for me. Um, were they were they good moments? Absolutely. Did they connect to a overall story arc? No. <laughs> but. Again, I do, I am looking forward to see where the where these uh, story plots go, and um, and uh, I'm just like really excited for uh, uh, chapter seven. Ten out of ten, going all in, <laughs> and I think that if you think about it, like, which would be more frustrating if the entire series of the Book of Boba Fett stayed small? And was just this little side story on Tatooine, or that it's connected to the bigger story. I feel like I would probably be more unhappy if it was just completely because so far yeah. it's almost com- up to episode five, through episode five, through, oh, through episode through four. four, it was completely a yeah. closed story. Yes. Then episode six opened it up. Episode uh, episode five and six opened it up. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, I don't know. I mean, like, on the one hand, yes, it's totally outside the Boba Fett storyline. But on the other hand, that may have saved the show. Ooh. That's, yeah. Mm. I don't know how excited like I would a, be. Is it like a cheap trick or is it like, like I, 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 hey, let's dangle Luke in front of everyone. They get them to forget. No, I, I think it like... it's, I think there's, I think it's part of their, they're using the book of Boba yeah, Fett to launch, to launch yeah. the, the bigger 
thing. So I think based on that, my expectations are high for seven being adequately resolved this book of Boba Fett, a plot of the Tatooine Pikes thing, um, which the resolution could include like, oh, there's like more to it. But like now you also have to like deliver a hook on which to like base the future of the bigger story. Like I'm now invested in this bigger picture story and that needs to be a payoff for that too. Like they have to do a double right. payoff in one episode. That's, and that's where they may have set themselves up for failure. So hopefully can they, they do both effectively. Yeah. Right. But I'm optimistic that they'll pull it off. But I'm also, I think that they're thinking much bigger than just a satisfying Boba Fett story. So Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that'll wrap us up for tonight. Uh, it is Sunday night as we record this, uh, mm-hmm. February 6th. And so... We will next talk to you after the finale on Wednesday, um, and we look forward to that. In the meantime, may the Force be with you. Always. Always.